Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Hey everybody, it's been a little while. Um, I want to welcome all of our online guests today. And um, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to be with you and to share a short message with you. And um, that message is about the art of pursuit. Pursuing a woman for marriage. Let's just get it out there. Pursuing a woman for marriage. And yes, I'm talking to you gentlemen right now. And I'm going to call you up higher than you knew you were going to get when you came in here. Because it's time for us as men to go up higher. And it's time, and I'll show you biblically, it's time for men to ask women to get married to them and produce godly offspring for the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven is close. And we're not going to wait it out. We're going to do what we can do to move it along and hasten this coming. The reason I want to talk to you is because I notice there's a big void of men pursuing women for marriage. It's crazy. I was looking up some statistics on this, being a business guy. Did you know my parents' generation, 81% of them were married? And then the boomers came along. Woo, sex, drugs, alcohol, and free sex, whatever. Say sex twice. <laughs> Let's live together. Cohabitate, baby. But you know what? We dropped to 60s in the 60s. And I got to tell you, millennials, 44%. Come on now. We can do better than this. So you have to ask yourself, you say, why am I not pursuing a woman for marriage? That's all I thought about when I was your age. <laughs> come on, I'm going to tell the truth. If nothing else, that's all I thought about it. It was the girls and then the women. I mean, come on. The things a guy won't do to get a woman's attention. Oh, my gosh. I got stories on this. <clears throat> but some of us are not pursuing. And I believe that uh, hopefully this message will bring you some, some freedom and some clarity in this area. Genesis 2.18, he said, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Hmm. I will make him a helper comparable to him. See, he made man, and it was good. Everything was good. But he's like, the man has no helpmate. He has no one comparable to him. Everything else had, you know, got the bull and the cow, right? But no woman. And I just want to say to you women, you are magnificent creatures. Women, you are, you bring all of it. You bring so much life to us, to the world. Can you imagine a bunch of dudes running around out here? What the, the world would look like. I mean, our houses would just be, there would be nothing on the walls. <clears throat> our food would be brown, hot, and a lot of it. That's it. But you bring so much color. You bring... You're that beautiful rose. You're that beautiful, fragrant being that brings life in every room you enter. 
And it's time that we saw you like that. Not some Hollywood image of, I don't even want to mention. Women, you are a precious treasure and you're worthy to be pursued by men. And today's the day. We're going to turn it all around. Women, you brought two new kinds of love to us. The romantic type to populate the earth with. The Lord could have just said, make more of those men. There's plenty of mud. (laughs) But instead, it's like, bring the woman and the man together. The romantic love. Guys, that's all we talk about. Come on, that's what the whole world is wanting, right? That we want the genuine article. We want the real love. Not some flyby. We want the real now, I'm going to tell you how to get it. <laughs> the next kind of love that you brought was the nurture. Dude, I was a single parent for a while. I can tell you, a guy can nurture, but only so much. Would you agree that warmth, that nurture that you carry is natural to you? And it's absolutely essential to the development of these little guys, these young people, aren't they? He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's the Lord God saying this. He made women. Gentlemen, listen up. Do you want favor from the Lord? Who would not want favor from the Lord? This guy here is like getting, he's like, I'm only in sixth grade, but I guarantee you. (laughs) How old are you? Oh, gosh, he's much older than that. He's 13 and a half, 0.5. I guarantee you, I got a love letter from uh, a girl in my class when I was your age, exactly. And she sprayed it with her perfume over summer. It was a, every time I thought about it, I smelled that letter all summer long. And then when I got back to school in the fall, she had run off with Kevin Wingo. Holy. <laughs> yeah, I've been unlucky at love too. If you have a wife, you have a good thing, right? then why are we not pursuing? Why do we not go after them? Why don't we not chase them down? Well, there are probably a lot of good reasons, actually. Being on the earth a long time, I've experienced most of them. Maybe you've had um, a complete strikeout where you made a complete fool of yourself and the woman's like, with you? That's like... One in a hundred, in fact, that's one in a thousand chances. And you're like, oh, but there's still an opportunity. (laughs) Or maybe you've looked around and you're like, where are the good marriages? that I? Where do I pattern this thing called marriage? I, I don't see too many people getting along that well. My parents, I mean, from goodness sake, I heard those conversations. The walls are thin. Maybe there was betrayal. Maybe um, 
even adultery, where the wife stepped out, or the husband, and for that matter. But there are lots of reasons a lot of bad things happen, right? I hate to get serious. Everybody goes, like, ooh, yeah. You know what? It's real. You're taking a chance. You're taking a risk when you pursue a woman. You're taking a risk that it won't work out. And it may not work out. But it, there's a lot of difference in doing it God's way and doing it the world's way. And I did it the world's way. I can relate to you totally. See, I found myself in a relationship where there was infidelity. And I told myself, I will never enter another relationship like this. I'm done. I've got my kids. I've got my career. I got, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of things, but I'm not going to do it again. And I made a vow that I'm not going to do it again. And so I went about life. I went about life, uh, yeah, I date around. It's fun. But then when it came to the serious stuff, I said, hey, disclaimer, I just want to tell you right up front, man, I'm fun. I pick up a check every time, but if it gets down to you wanting someone to be married to now, I just want to tell you I'll never do it again. A couple of them tested me. And they're like, you're really not kidding about this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So it was a terrible, I was a terrible date. I mean, we're, what's the use in a date where there's no hope that you could build a life together, right? I'm just saying, I'm looking back on all this stuff. The Lord's been good. He's taught me a few things. But I just said no. And then she walked into my room one night, into my living room, just off a fresh off a business meeting in that tan pants suit. More curves than an Arkansas highway. And I want to tell you something stirred in me, and I'm like, wow, look at this magnificent creature in front of me. She said I stared at her with a Cheshire cat smile on my face. <laughs> and the pursuit began. I asked her out that very night. One moment of courage, and I'm like, hey, I'm having a Super Bowl party. It was almost 25 years to the date, Tracy, because it was Super Bowl time. And I had a party at my house, and I'm like, hey, why don't you drop by tomorrow? I'm just going to come to this party. She goes, no, I won't be dating you. Our daughters are friends. I've already been down that road. I've, I know what you, know, you guys are like. I'm not, I've sworn off a guy's. And I'm like, yes, one that runs. I'm going to chase her. <laughs> Woo! I'm like, there might be something here. And so she immediately put me in the friend category. Been, have you been in the friend zone? How many been in the friend zone in here? That's a lonely place, bud. <laughs> in fact, it was so bad. I remember one time, uh, you know, I, we hadn't known each other long, but well, I was in friend zone. And she called me and she says, hey, you want to meet me for lunch? And I'm like, just got out of the friend zone. <laughs> so I show up at this cool place, you know. And I was a little surprised to see 
that there were three other guys there having lunch with her. And I got to tell you, it was a great moment, though, because we had a steering contest and I won. I did win, didn't I? We had a steering contest. And, um, and over time, she's like, hey, you know, I get it and all this, but I do not want to do this. Our daughters are best friends. They're, you know, this is just going to ruin everything. And I'm like, okay. So I stayed in the friend house there for a while. And she said I was the best friend she ever had. That's what it took to pursue my wife. By the way, her love language is acts of service. And I did a lot of acts of service. You want to hear a couple of them, babe? Remember the time that you called me up and you said, hey, i got to go to New York right now, and I need you to fill in for me. I said, what do you need? She said, can you run by Maddie's school? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. China. She was in China. And i got to run by Maddie's school. And I said, what am I doing? She said, uh, I've hired a clown named Sir Loin to embarrass her on her birthday. <clears throat> I walk in Highland Park School. There's Sir Loin coming toward me, and here's Madison that sees me and is coming toward me. She sees Sir Loin and runs in the bathroom. <laughs> it was a great time. She sent all her friends in there. Nobody could drag her out. Finally, we got her out of there. She still hates me for that. Another time, uh, Tracy, um, she may have lacked a little preparation here, but she ends up doing a garage sale and, and advertises it all over town. She's going to sell all that junk that's in her garage over there. And she calls me up and she says, oh, man, you'll never believe what I've done this time. I have, I've got a, all these people coming tomorrow for this garage sale, and I'm not going to be able to do it. I said, well, that's, that's bad for you. <laughs> and, um, but what happened was, after she took off, she had to go to some meeting. After she uh, took off, I went over there, and I took everything out of that stupid garage wiped the spider webs off of it, you know, put it out in the garage, got some tape and stuck prices on everything and sold all that junk. I did, didn't I? When she got home that evening, not only did she have a clean garage, but there were candles burning, some wine. Is that right? Because I was pursuing her heart. See, she had had uh, some bad relationships too. Same kind I had, where people forgot who their mate was. And so she had been mistreated terribly, but I saw the, br the brilliance. I saw that who she was, while she was still a bud, I saw the flower. And I said, this woman is special. She's got something that lights up a room. She's got the, the love. I could see that she was great. And suddenly my heart was awakened. So we pursued. And there were many other things like that. We'd go for runs. We'd literally leave our dates to go uh, get together and go for a run after, right? <laughs> Boring dates. <laughs> and then uh, one day I asked her out. I'm like, I want you to be my girlfriend. That's what we called it then. I don't want to hear about you millennials here. <laughs> what do you call it now? Same, same. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and so she said yes she said yes to that and we we set out on a on a journey and she still wasn't there but she we set out on a journey and she her heart changed 
toward me. Did you know she didn't think I was good looking? Tracy. <laughs> but her heart changed toward me and suddenly she saw me for the first time and I loved her and she loved me and I freaked completely out when that... <laughs> And I told her, I'm never getting married again. And she told me, but you love me. And I wrote her a 20-page letter telling her if I would have gotten married again, it would have been her. <laughs> Which is really just the worst thing you can do now that I realize this. But I, my heart was there. My, my brain said, don't do it. Dig your feet in here. Don't pursue. But I had her. And of course, I broke off the relationship at that point, which broke her heart, broke my heart too. I was hurting too. And then it's the grace of God. You were talking this morning in prayer and worship. It's the grace of God that he sent someone to me. And she told me, she said, you know what? You think you've got freedom, right? I said, yeah. And she said, you don't have freedom. Freedom is not being single. Freedom is the is having a free heart where you can choose what you're going to do with your life. And it was like something snapped in my heart. I, at that point, I knew what I had to do, and I called her. And, of course, she's not talking to me. And who could blame you? And somehow I got her to meet me, and I asked her to marry me that night. And she said yes, miraculously. And that was 22 not good years phenomenal years. We've said that our marriage will be a city on a hill. It'll be a beacon of hope for people to be married. Our marriage would be something special. They'll write books about it. And we prophesied the kind of marriage we would have, and we've had it, and we have it. So I want to tell you, don't give up hope. Don't give up pursuit. It's time to take a stand. Don't let the enemy steal your, your future. Pursue. How do you get a woman? Ah, I just happen to have a couple of notes here. <clears throat> Let's skip to the good stuff. If you're remotely interested in someone, ask them out. And I don't want to hear any mealy mouth, hey, let's hang out on text. You tell that woman that you want to take her on a date. And then she knows it's a date. She doesn't have to figure this out and call every girlfriend she's got. You think it's a date? Because he said this. <laughs> you take that girl on a date. You say, I think you're a magnificent creature. I want to get to know you better. I'm going to pick you up this weekend. We're going to the game. I don't care if you don't like basketball. You'll like it. <laughs> You find something she does like and you go make a date out of it. Amen. You listen to her. Yes. Listen, guys, let me talk to you for a minute. Text is to tell them what time you'll be there. If you want to make a connection with the woman, you look her in the eyes. That's how people relate. You look at her in the eyes. And you tell her how magnificent she is. And then you listen when she talks, forget about formulating your next answer. There can be some dead space in there if your brain's a little slow. 
Listen to her. Make mental notes of what she likes. And you'll be able to come through like a knight in shining armor. Because you listened. And we don't do that, guys. We're too busy talking sometimes. Listen to her, and you'll win her heart. Pursue her directly. None of this, you know, pursue her directly. Go for it. We've got to overcome our fear. I mean, I know what it's like to get rejected. Dude, I got one. So I, I got my uh, 64 Chevy short bed all shined up and went, bought the expensive concert tickets to Fleetwood Mac and all those great people. And I, that was a band that was like back with the Beatles and all that. Okay. And uh, anyway, so I show up at this girl's house and she's, man, my, the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. And she's not ready. So I sit in the driveway for a while and she's still not ready. And I knock on the door again, and she's still not ready. And so I'm like, I am not putting up with this, you know. And so I slam that. And she lived way out in the country, too. I had to drive way out there, away from everything. I slam that truck in reverse. I popped the clutch on that, and my transmission went <laughs> So I went back to the door. And I'm like, and she's like, what? And I'm like, because I mean, I'm already like, by my nose, I'm out of here. I said, can I use your phone? You talk about humbling. I started to just walk it, but, you know, I didn't want to leave my truck. <clears throat> I've been through it all, guys. Um, when it comes to love, I've lost some and I've won one. And I got to tell you, you have to have the courage to keep doing it. It's just like sports. Let me talk, you know, give you an analogy you can relate to. Think about it. The guy breaks away. Do you run all the way to the end zone or you just let him run? You better run all the way. Maybe he's stumbling away. Pursue and, conti and continue pursuing. See, men are made for pursuit. You are made for pursuit. The Lord made you that way. He wanted to populate the earth with you. But a lot of people have gotten into you know, just been wounded and hurt and, and just, just decided this isn't for me. Some of you want to live together. You online, some of you are living together. That's not God's way. If you want to do it, you have to do it God's way. It's going to be the way that works for you. Living together is, it's unloading the, you know, the, the responsibility. It's a lack of commitment. I had that, didn't I? Took that lady talking to me to get me back in my senses to go, I want her. Listen, let me tell you something. If you want to go to the, the head of the class, pursue a woman with children, a single mom. Pursue a single mom. Her children are not baggage. Like the world says, Hollywood says they're baggage. I'd punch them right in the nose if they were here, wouldn't you? No, they're not baggage. Two of the closest relationships in my entire life is Ashley and Maddie. And if it were not for them, I'd be 10 grandchildren short right now. <laughs> and two good son-in-laws. 
I love them. They're not baggage. They're, they're my heart. They're my daughters. And they'll tell you the same thing. Ask out a single mom. Now, let me say this. Make sure that you're smarter than I was. Don't tell her that there's never a chance of, of being, you know, married. She's not looking for some joker that's, you know, got big muscles and, you know, it's a boy in a man's body. She's looking for a man. Amen, sister. <laughs> you know, we could go on and on with this, but I think you probably understand. But I do want to talk to the women for just a minute. Do not take your man's position and pursue him. Guys, it is your responsibility to pursue the woman, not the other way around, period. You are the head. Well, that means I'm the boss, or, or uh, that means she works for me. No, it does not. You have to lay down your life just like Jesus showed us of how to pursue. He laid down his life for us. He died for us. And you have to die to yourself too. Look, if you're, if you're on this 10-year plan of, you know, being single all this, I got to tell you, you might want to look at self-centeredness. If you're not willing to lay down your life, why not? Why are you here? Are you adding value or are you taking? And I just, I mean, I don't mean to be harsh with you, but I want to talk to you like a son. I would tell my son the same thing. Don't be that guy. Lay your life down. Love her and she will bloom. And she will do great exploits for the kingdom. She will grow into her full stature. And now, <clears throat> if you take his place and start pursuing him because he's dragging his feet, what's going to happen is you're going to have to pursue him the rest of his life. It's his responsibility. If he's not brave enough, man enough, then he's not your guy. Move on to the next one. Because that has to be, if he's not going to lead you day one, he's not going to lead you later. I would say it 10 different ways. Don't let him miss the training of pursuing you. You deserve to be pursued. You're phenomenal beings that deserve to be pursued. And I want to tell another quick story. And then um, I, I told this one time uh, to a group of young women, and um, they, were, they were wondering, why is no one pursuing us? And I'm like, I don't know. If I was your age, I'd pursue all of you at the same time. I mean, that's just a... <laughs> It's just crazy. You're just amazing. Do y'all agree? I mean, there's so many amazing women everywhere you look waiting for some dude to get it. But I told him, I said, look, men hunt pheasants. They're beautiful creatures. They're hard to get. We'll walk through freezing snow and rain and sleet across fields can't even feel your feet for the chance for one of those birds to fly up. And when you get one, you go home and your heart is full. But men don't hunt cows. Cows just stand there and moo at you and follow you around. Men are like bass. We'll hit any shiny object. Just throw it out there and rail real fast. 
Be a pheasant, women. <clears throat> so you're married. You, you're one of the lucky ones. You never can stop pursuing her heart. Some guys get the prize. They cancel their gym membership. And quit pursuing. Her heart has to be pursued forever. And it's not a task. It's a joy to see what you can do to unlock her, to bring her to her fullness. And that's, I really want to challenge you on this. That's when the real good stuff starts to kick in. You finally won the prize. And we need to treat them in such a way that they're glad they did what they did. Take care of yourself. Take care of her. Make her safe. You know, righteousness is always a good way to go. Righteousness, purity. It's always a good way to go, gentlemen. Make her see you as that guy she can praise in the gates. You have to be that. You have to earn that. And start it when you say hello to him for the first time. Some of us, like I said, maybe may not be living up to the standard that I'm setting this morning. I'm setting a very high standard this morning, people. I am. Online, too. A very high standard for pursuing a woman as she deserves to be pursued. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up if they're still in the building here.